Welcome back, everybody, to episode 133 of the Lookout Podcast. I am Meals, and I'm sitting here with LJ, and we are here. What's up, man? I'm I'm happy to be here. Another week. It's my second week. Listen, and you, ain't get let, you ain't get let go yet, brother. Come on, man. I'm still here. I'm still here. He's all right. Still cool. here. I like, it. I like it. You know what I'm saying? We are here. Um, there's so much stuff going on in the anime world right now. Fall anime is really like heating up. Um, so good. It's so epi- good. Listen, episodes of everything. First of all, Hunter Hunter is back this week. I Come know. On, I'm excited. Listen, bro, we're eating. Back. Anime fans are eating really good this fall winter. Like we're cozied up. We're the real cozy. Hun- the limbs are relaxed. Like, Hunter Hunter is is here. It's back. I have to catch up. If you haven't caught up, we have a thread on our Twitter. Follow the lookout RNC on Twitter, and we have a thread to kind of catch you up and hit hit all the major points. But now I get to add that to my carousel of like stuff that I'm reading week to week. Um, also picked up. What did I pick up? This thing about the smartphone that's too damn smart. What's that manga? Oh, called? uh, 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 is it called smartphone? Or <laughs> but that got canceled, right? That just got. I think what? it ended. Yeah, it recently ended. But I literally just started it, and I was like, "Oh, it ended. Nice. It, that means <laughs> yes, super smartphone." So I started that. I picked that up. Um, and we need a you know, we need a Mark uh, Mark's I'm not a genius uh, breakdown on the super smartphone. Clearly, you tell us the iOS on that. Absolutely. What are you reading? Just really quickly. What are you reading? What am I reading right now? I mean, outside of the typical stuff. um, Yeah, I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen still good. My Hero Academia. At this point, I think I'm hate reading My Hero Academia, but that's a that's a completely different discussion we could have on a completely different day. It's a completely Uh, different. I don't even want to ruin the goodwill and time (laughs) by debating this thing currently right now. Uh, Sakamoto Days are really right now. Sakamoto Days and Blue Box right now are really the two that are there. Those are two special, special mangas that that are just running, and I'm I'm really excited to be reading those. I'm happy those are in my life. Well, listen. Besides fall anime, besides fall manga, one of the best things you have to look forward to this fall is Anime NYC anime conventions. First of all, shout out to. Beyond that, there's going to be Atlanta one that uh, a couple of our guys going to be that. If you want to AD and uh, Versace Vegeta, they will be at Atlanta Rest <laughs> Atlanta Atlet Anime Weekend Atlanta. Why do they keep it? You know why? Because I'm. I watch too much wrestling, and you do. You watch AW. a lot of it. There's another AWA pay per view only. <laughs> I catch up. But, on, I catch up on the storylines of the chat. But this year, you have looked forward to the second biggest anime convention in the country. Damn it, free in the world, probably not in the world, but maybe in the country. Um, anime NYC that we look forward to. We'll be there. Um, there's a lot of great happenings going on surrounding Anime NYC. And guess what? We have the director of Anime NYC, Peter Tatara, on our podcast this week. What a great interview that we got for you guys. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, like, a huge thanks to Peter. Just so much insight. And I think the best thing about it is that this is an anime convention put on by people and a person that just truly loves anime. It, there's no other reason for it. It's just you can hear it in his voice. You can hear it when he talks about it. This is a guy that just loves anime culture and just loves anime so much. And all he really wants to do is create an experience 
for all anime fans that that you can just feel the love in there. I mean, our first year was last year and you can feel it there. I know this year with all the things already announced and the things that are coming, we're in for probably even a, a greater year than last year. I felt last year was amazing. Absolutely. So we talk about all of that. We talk about everything that happened last year. If you guys are still waiting online, trust me, you won't have to wait in line much longer because he addresses that as well. Um, <laughs> we talk about a ton of different things about anime NYC. So let's not even let's not even you know bury the lead. Let's head over to the interview with Peter Tara of Anime NYC right here on the lookout. Welcome back, everybody, to The Lookout, and we have a very special guest here. Um, man, what can I say? <laughs> the, 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 is it the maestro behind Anime NYC? Oh, my God. What, we what, we what can you... go with that. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Geppetto of, of Anime NYC? <laughs> I, I like that. Oh, also, uh, also uh, not far off. It is a team effort, but, but sure, we can go with that as well. We have... The director of Anime NYC. Everything that goes on, I, I would at least be approved for you. I see emails in my in my inbox every day about. I just got the email about RDC World and um, King Vader appearing RDC, at Anime NYC. Yep, RDC Vader, Stella Chu. I think all announced today. We got another uh, announcement later today too. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. All right. Well, this will be out. This will be out on you know not today. So <laughs> <laughs> you never want to do share. But nonetheless, we have Peter of anime nyc welcome to the show my friend how are you doing today i'm doing well no really appreciate the chat today this is giving me a break from doing anime nyc stuff so happy to take some time to geek out <laughs> oh my god well first of all just anime anime nyc just in general like how does that you know i believe this is the fifth year that you guys are doing mm -hmm. this how did that kind of even start? Like, how do you even propose an idea for a convention just in general? Yeah. Well, I mean, so there are, at this point, I mean, well, before COVID, you know, there was probably an anime con every weekend someplace in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Given where we are now, not every con is fully back, but, you know, most cities have some type of anime convention. Some are small, some are big. Anime NYC is, is very big. Um, and like, there's nothing stopping a group of fans from doing a, a small convention anywhere in the country. Um, the, the opportunity and the challenge with Anime NYC is we're here in New York City, the biggest city in the country. Um, but because of that, it takes a lot more resource to make an event like this happen. Like um, my background is, I live in New York. I, I'm an anime fan. I've been a fan since a little kid. Um, ran anime clubs in middle school, high school, and college. Um, started working for an anime publisher in the '90s called Central Park Media. Um, spent like close to ten years working on the New York Comic Con team, um, and ultimately. Loved my time with New York Comic Con, but left because I really wanted to focus on anime. Um, like, I love nothing more than doing things that bring anime fans and anime creators together here in New York. Um, so I know this is me rambling at this point, um, but how it came about was really 
working with a professional group of people with the intent of, can we do something here in the city? Um, and the, we knew fans wanted this, but like our first conversations were with Anaplex and Crunchyroll and Bandai and those kinds of big entities and those companies that really generate so much of the anime that's out there. Um, as we, we couldn't do a show in a city as big as New York without their support. Um, and we were, we spent probably a full year before we launched the show. We launched the event in 2017 and we spent over 12 months talking to different anime companies, both in the U S and Japan saying, do you want this? Do you want a space that's a platform for you to promote what's new, what's cool from Japan here in New York? And we've been absolutely thrilled, absolutely floored by the response, um, how big they came out that first year and how much they've come out every single year. Um, as we get to, to this year, like we'll talk about some of the stuff that's going on. Um, but again, like it is tremendous it's impossible the kinds of guests and premieres we're doing and it's all all entirely because of the relationships we've built um with these these with these big companies um so i'm getting off track but that's how anime nyc started <laughs> uh, a little bit unique compared to just starting something you know in in college town pennsylvania or ithaca new york um but to do something in new york definitely took a lot more backing than a smaller city Definitely. And I think the cool thing about uh, anime, anime NYC and like you brought up is that it's it's anime specific. Like there's no like work, like going to Comic-Con and stuff like that. Like anime is kind of a, and you know, it's in there, but it, totally like, I mean, but like this is such an anime specific thing, you know, and I think that's what's really cool about and, and it. That was, yeah. And, and, and that was the DNA of the show. Like that was entirely what it was about is, you know, in New York we're spoiled. Like there's cool stuff to do any single night of the week. Like it's, there's no shortage of, of amazing things and nerdy things and pop culture things to do, but there wasn't a space for the anime community focused on them just for them. And like, it's, it's right in our name. It's who we are. Like our entire focus is being a space for anime fans to come together and then all those creators, both in the U.S. and Japan, to, to join in as well. Um, so, like, it's we're, we're very proud to have made it a space um, for, at this point, over 50,000 fans to gather every single year. Good Lord. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've done this, and Anime NYC has grown so large within a relatively, like, short amount of time. I mean, for only five years. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going into your fifth year. Like, how have you been able to handle that kind of, like, exponential growth of, you know, like, year one now to year five? Like, how you been able to handle, like, things just getting bigger and probably larger on a scale that I'm sure that y'all imagine are prepared for, but still, those, there's a certain things you probably just can't prepare well, for. Well, no, totally. And I'm amazed. I'm absolutely amazed by the success we've had. We are five years old. We're the second biggest anime con in the country. That's that's preposterous. Um, and like, again, like the goal when this show first launched, it was building a show for anime fans in New York. Like the ambition was never how big can we go. Um, 
So like if we were a small show with 10,000 fans, I'd still be thrilled. Um, but with us being a little bit bigger, it does mean a lot more logistical problems, a lot more challenges really for all of the all of the nuance of what we do. Like we spend a year building this out and for all that nuance, it really comes down to moving large quantities of people from point A to point B. And can you mm-hmm. do that in a smooth manner? And you know, we've got an amazing team that works far too hard to make this happen. Um, but also, you know, we've not always gotten it right. Like there have been hiccups and challenges and things that just did not work. Um, we had major challenges w- with our growth last year. Um, and a lot of the changes for this year are based upon that. Um, as just having so many people together now means, you know, we do need to shift how we're thinking. So our, our badge types and numbers per day are shifted this year. Um, we're no longer doing any badge pickup in the building at all. All of the badges are mailing. All of our biggest events all now require a free RSVP. So there's no longer, ah, crud, I got to wait five hours in line to see something. No, no, all of that's done with a free RSVP before the show. So it is just putting more processes in place, um, which does mean more pre-planning for fans as well. But ideally, it does mean getting from point A to point B is a more smoother process this year and for every year going forward. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Now, you you talk about a lot of the challenges from last year. Last year was the first year that we went. So mm-hmm. me, Jamal, our friends, we kind of took the lookout bandwagon and trucked over there. We saw kind of everything there. It had a lot of great, you know, um, sit down. Probably my favorite was... Sean Chamel and Chris Sabat. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they don't have a podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> they're legitimately like that's a one that's a two man show just there. That's just a inspired. million. That's a billion dollar idea right now. <laughs> uh, you you look at all of the celebrities who have their podcasts. That that has to happen. Absolutely, and you know, last year coming out of everything, I mean, it, I. How did you guys kind of meet the not only just the challenges of like the high amount of people, but the COVID, you know, you know, related challenges as well? I mean, there was a we're we're talking about um I remember specifically it was a couple of days after the event. I just came from a jog, me, Jamal, and our other friend Jeff are in our group chat. And then we see the news on, you know, online that um Governor Kathy Hogel, oh my God, there was, you know, originally like Omicron uh discover there. Mm-hmm. How did you guys kind of react to that internally? And did it kind of like put a damper on everything or, or how you guys want to approach things? <laughs> no, it, no, it was, it was not a good day when, when that happened. Yeah. Um, and I think and for us, go ahead. go ahead. I was saying the crazy thing was that, so I'm from Minnesota. I'm from mm-hmm. St. Paul. And the person that got it was also Minnesota. from Minnesota. Yep. So my phone all day <laughs> was, was blowing was up. Like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Is it you? Was no, it, you? it you? I knew you were there. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. It was not me. I'm like, I was like perfectly fine. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Then Mills finally texted. It was like, yo, you good? Like, yeah. Right, I heard, yeah. So, so it's a always through. I mean, during this period of the year, it's a you know, it's an ever changing yeah. landscape and stuff like that. I mean, everything. There's variant B A B C B T. Totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think for us, so we found out the exact same time that that news story went live. So we had no prior 
warning. Um, so we found out literally when all that stuff broke. Um, so yeah, it was, it was not a fun day. Um, what I think was tremendous is within five minutes of that, um, the New York City Department of Health, CDC, on the phone with us, talking through everything, contact tracing, all that stuff. Um, and like it was remarkable to work with them, how professional and prompt they were through all of this. Um, and like looking at it, like I think we were in the news as we were one of the first cases of Omicron. And I think it's also not to diminish it, not to diminish the seriousness of COVID, it was an easy story to write. You know, nerd con super spreader. Like that's a very easy right. thing. Like, <laughs> I've been trying to get into the New York Times for five years. <laughs> Finally I got my New York Times story, not necessarily the one I wanted. Um, you know, Fauci knows who I am. That's cool. Um <laughs> but like so like the the end result of all that is that looking at after the CDC did everything, like they did thorough reports and and like they came out early in the year that we weren't a super spreader event. The number of COVID cases that came out of Anime NYC were in line with New York at large. And especially Omicron and most of those cases came from fans that also went to karaoke, went to bars, that kind of stuff. Like we had proof of vaccination and we had face coverings inside the venue. So like it's actually been stated like we were you know, a gold standard for how to mitigate COVID at a large event. Um, that being said, all that was after the fact and those, you know, Comic-Con super spreader stories are still going to be out there for, for a few years. Um, for us, though, like, we do take this very seriously. Um, and, you know, we do know that COVID is still a thing. People still get sick from this. People still die from this. Um, and as we look to Anime NYC this year, we are very clear that we are keeping our COVID policies in place. Um, if anything, have only heightened them from last year. Um, so beyond everything with last year, had a much broader, bigger COVID check um, procedure than we had last time out. Because um, I think our single biggest challenge last year was the amount of time on Friday it took for people to go through that test um, or go through the, the checkpoint. Um, we're using the exact same process that Madison Square Garden uses. Um, after last year's show, we spoke to a number of very large venues around New York for, for what they do. Um, and amazed by how transparent a, large, a lot of large stadiums were with, with their procedures. So we're using the MSG model um, to, to mitigate all that wait times. So we, we want to keep our audience healthy and safe. Uh, while a lot of large events have dropped most or, or all of their COVID policies, we are certainly keeping ours in place. Um, and, you know, I think the, the harsh reality though is also just, you know, we're still in a COVID world and simply leaving your house. I mean, you've got risk of exposure, so we're doing everything we can. Um, but it, it continues to be an interesting and new wrinkle into, uh, doing any sort of public event. And, and, and what I kind of remember the most about last year is that, I think the majority of people were still very much so masked up and it, and it kind of felt like 
we want to preserve this because this is our first like major for for me for at least for me this was my first major event kind of like going out you know what i'm saying like not that you know 2020 2021 like other than maybe going to like the one time the next we're in the playoffs um, <laughs> <laughs> other than going to that this was kind of like my first major thing and i kind of wanted not only to keep myself safe but it kind of yeah. felt like everybody as a community and i think that's what's the most important part about it it's like i think as a community we um value this event so much that we don't we, i'm sure no one wanted anything of the sort to kind of happen like that so i think that with that and the mask policies and everything like that, I think it, it, it came out for like, la- I felt pretty good stepping in the building all three days because I was oh, there all three absolutely. days. Yeah, yeah absolutely. we were there all three days and I felt pretty damn good about it. Absolutely. Like, again, it was, a, I think, an easy story to write, but like, I think we were very confident in the actual policies last year um, and exceptionally confident in what we're we're doing for this year. And I think like, you hit on the power of anime cons. Like even before COVID, you know, we're we're all nerds. We are, you know, <laughs> we've all probably had, you know, not the best high school experiences. Um, and, and like, you know, we're we're always looking for our tribe and our people. And to have a space where everyone there gets the same jokes that you do, likes the same stuff that that, that you do, like. That's a that's a legit community. That's something that we don't always have. And there is such a feeling of home with any event like this as these are your people. Um, and that's always been true. And I feel especially now where we are in, in this you know, late COVID world is especially true. Like for Anime NYC last year, for a lot of fans, that was their first time they went out in a year or two. Um, this is the first time you might be seeing your friends again. Like th- It was a very special moment. Um, and, and I think looking at any anime con since then as well, like that, that is still there up there to just bubbling up is this is still special. And I think all of us recognize more than we used to just how important those physical communities are um you know whether it's an anime show or you mentioned like the nets like (laughs) go into the nets go go into a game is very different than than watching it on your couch or go into a concert very different than you know watching a thumbnail on youtube um like there's just something that, that i think just is just innate with us as a species where we want to come together and I don't think we all recognize just how deep seated that is until uh, COVID took that away. Definitely. Um, one thing that you definitely brought up too about like finding your tribe and how last year went. Um, one thing I really noticed and I really enjoyed last year was the the diversity and like the black voices that you had in the space um, at Anime NYC. Um, was that something like very intentional that you guys were just like, hey, like we want to highlight this, or was it kind of more of a thing of just like these are the these what we feel are the best panels, and these are what we feel, and it you know it happened to flow that way. Um, I, I mean, even this year, like yeah, um, great, like and it's 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 both, like it's mm-hmm. no matter what, like we want the the content at the show to be quality like we want to make sure whatever we're doing on stage or guests we're bringing in like there's a reason for them to be there but like as as we do that like 
anime is like it, it's you know, the stereotypical anime fan is or is or used to be like the the white nerd in the basement. Like that's not who anime fans are anymore. Like anime is legit for it, for everyone, and I want to make sure the show represents that, and our guests and our speakers represent that. Like you, when you look out at the crowd that comes to Anime NYC, it looks like New York City. Like it, it is every background, every age, every gender, and like we want to celebrate that. So it, it's I'm really like pleased to, to to hear that. As like that's that's a big thing. Like we want to make sure this is a show where everyone feels comfortable and sees themselves in it. Now, kind of going back to the kind of the anatomy of a of an anime con, and especially one as big as Anime NYC. When do you guys truly do like? begin working on it and probably what would you say is the hardest part in getting to <laughs> essentially that finish line i know that it's 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 i'm sure you guys i'm sure right before the show there's probably a pep talk is like listen we're going like we're going to war come on today is the day you know this is it but like yeah. what, when would you say when you start and probably what's probably the hardest part of the process of course so great question so for us like it, it typically takes a full year to plan an event. Um, so our event is you know, in the end of November. So we typically, the, the immediate weeks after, so in December, we take that time to do our internal debriefs, talk to our key partners and publishers, talk to fans, understand what worked, what didn't work, and what could we do better, or what are new ideas for next year. And then in January, we're legitimately starting the process for how do we make this show happen? Uh, and typically, we'll say like January to July is a lot of strategy, is a lot of here's the intent, here's the goal, here's the skeleton, here's the framework. Um, once we get into August, the, the hope really is we are executing. We know what everything is going to be, and it's really making reality what we spent the past six months ideating around. Um, so that's the rough idea. Um, given we're still in this COVID world, not all of those timelines still hold. Um, so there are a lot of things that are happening later than, than are ideal, just because of there are still unknowns. I think you know we're planning maybe three months ahead for a lot of logistics because things could shift. There could be a new variant. There could be who knows. Um, but generally, a whole year of planning, half of the year strategy, half of the year's execution. Um, we also like our guest conversations sometimes take longer than a year. We've already had conversations about talent for next year. And like one of the biggest things that we see from fans is why do you announce all of your guests so late? Like, especially this year, this past month has been almost daily major, huge guests being announced. Um, we're working with, with this, with these talents for eight months, 10 months, 12 months, 14 months. Um, so it's all a very long process to get approvals as to when we can say things, what we can say. Um, so we are not holding anything back intentionally. Um, we typically announce as soon as we've got the thumbs up. Um, 
So that's the other, the other wrinkle of talent definitely takes a long time in terms of what is the hardest part. Um, that's a good question. And I should have a good answer for that. And I don't like a lot of things are definitely difficult. Um, I would say, I would say a few different answers. Um, working with Japanese talent is always difficult, not because Mm -hmm. they are difficult, but just because of if you're coming from the other side of the world, like we want to make sure you have an amazing experience. So there's a lot of prep that goes into bringing out a Japanese guest. Uh, This year we are welcoming Hajime Isayama, creator of Attack on Titan. This is his first time he's ever at an event in the U S it's a little, little bit of planning that that goes into that. We're, We're not winging that one. Um, so that's always a significant amount of time. I think the other biggest thing for us, our big challenge this year really is going back to growth and how do we properly do this show going forward? Um, we are a lot bigger than we used to be. And it used to be me and a small group of people in a room making stuff happen. Um, given the size we are now, that that does not work. Um, a team, a much broader, bigger team is required. So for us, it's less about heroics and much more about what are the processes and policies that we can put in place. Um, you know, talking about the bureaucracy of middle management within doing an anime convention, not a sexy topic, but <laughs> but I think one that is required for us to be at the size we are now. Um, yeah, that's, that's... Do, you, do you get any opportunity to be on the floor at any point during the during the weekend? Just so <laughs> do you do even get to honest, enjoy the weekend? <laughs> I, I, when I came from a pre, at a previous job, I used to work on our commencements every year. Yes. That was our big. That's our big, you know, big event that we do every year. Mm-hmm. By the time I reached the commencement. I largely just, I know everything is going to happen. I know who's going to be there. I know. I just want to make sure everything runs smooth. I do not need to be a part of the same type. Do you even get a chance for a couple minutes? Let me nerd out. I know this person's going to be there. I know these sellers are going to be there. (laughs) You get any opportunity. It's it's a couple minutes. Like typically like when I'm during the show itself, like I'm moving from bump to bump or fire to fire. Like I'm, moving to what needs attention what what can go better or what do we where do we anticipate in a problem and being there beforehand so that's most of what the time is on site but yes like i will duck into five minutes of a few big panels or things just to you know to to bask in that for a little bit um just just to see that because i think for me the biggest thing, and, and I think this is the big thing for everyone on the team, it's we spend a year making this happen. And while we're not going to see or do all that fun stuff ourselves, we are making the best day of the year for someone else. There are 50,000 people that we're going to make so exceedingly happy like this is their christmas this is their mardi gras this is their super bowl this is it um and to just take a moment um and to look down at that expo floor and recognize all of those people are here because of what we've done 
and our fingerprints are, are all over that. That's that's the moment that that's really really exciting and why we do this. Um, being doing this, you know, five years. Is there a, a specific moment? Is there is there a, a, a peak for you where you're just like, this is this is the great. I, I love my job. I love what I like. What is like the best anime NYC moment for you? I mean, you've done you've been doing this for five years. You've planned. You've you've created so many big moments. And also, is there a moment coming up this year that you're truly excited for the fans to see? Um. Yes. Uh, let me answer the the second one first. Um. So, I think I mentioned already. The creator of Attack on Titan is coming to Anime NYC this year. This is a guest that I know other bigger events than us have wanted for, for a decade. Um, absolutely humbled and thrilled that we're going to play host to his first visit to the U.S. Um, that's that's amazing. Even Would there be a Q&A session in there? I just have a question about the last chapter. That's it. Yeah. I just need to talk to him about the last chapter. <laughs> I just, I just have a couple questions, and I just, I just need to know if the floor is open because I need to be able to get this off my chest. I, so, I listen. So we announced he's coming last week. Okay. This coming week, we're announcing all of the the details around his panel, his, okay. his autographing, all that stuff. So uh, again, I can only say things once I'm allowed <laughs> to. Um, but like, absolutely amazed to have someone like that there. Like, we've never been short on big guests. I mean, before COVID the last year, we had Yoshiyuki Tomino, the creator of Gundam. Um, so like, we're, we're thrilled by that. Um, but I think mm -hmm. Isayama is just such a highest pinnacle uh, of holy crap. Um, so that, that like, that even, you know, has me a, a bit winded of like, wow, that that's going to be big. Um, there are some other big things that are not yet announced that are massive as well. Um, I'm trying to say what I can say without getting in trouble. Um, there are a few Japanese voice actresses we're, we've yet to announce that are some of the biggest in the field. Um, there are still our concerts that we've yet to announce that are coming soon. Um, and then we've also been fortunate to be home to a number of different world premieres. Um, with us at the end of November, because of our relationships, we've been able to present anime that are going to typically start streaming in January or February. So we are presenting content. We're presenting episodes that have not been shown in the U.S. before and have not been shown in Japan before. Um, there is one world premiere especially that I can't mention yet, but is a super big deal. <laughs> and hopefully in the next five <laughs> days, I can say. Uh, oh, man. So, so I'm so excited. The, yeah, so <laughs> I'm excited. I, I, I was about to get the inside scoop, but you know what? We'll <laughs> wait. I'll wait, I'll wait <laughs> but, for everybody but, else. But nonetheless, no, because this is, this is true, right? Like last year I stayed... It was one of the first places where you saw the dub of Odd Taxi, and I loved yep. Odd Taxi. And I stayed around, I sticked around on that Sunday, and later that day, actually, um, I'm a big wrestling fan. They were having a wrestling event in New York City as well, Survivor Series at Barclays. I stuck around just so I could see that, went home, 
quickly took a shower, jumped back out, and managed to make it to the Barclay Center for Survivor Series as well. Because, But these are things that you just can't miss at Anime Definitely. NYC. That's why, yeah, it, it, it's like great moments like these and and kind of like, I don't know if you had any other follow-up, Jamal. I kind of not want to uh, and, uh, nerd I out will, a little bit. Uh, I will I, I will give you, yes, what's my favorite moment? Um, my yeah. favorite moment at the show has absolutely nothing to do with any of the guests or premieres. My favorite mm. moment was the first year of Anime NYC. Because, um, like, again, like we spent over a year building this. We'd been talking to major creators, major companies, and like I'm a fan. I live here. I, I know that there is a desire for this. But still, until it's real, until it's there, you don't know. And it was this magic moment when when everyone's there, and for all the stuff we're doing, so much of what an anime con is, it's just hanging out with friends and new friends and doing fun stuff, doing dumb stuff, doing whatever, like just celebrating, you know, our community in this space. And there was a group of cosplayers in Haikyuu cosplay, and they were just doing a little volleyball game in the corner. And like, like that was it. Like, you know, we created this canvas for them to do anything in, and here they are playing a volleyball game. Um, I'm like, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, that that for me remains I think, the moment where like yep yep we, we we built something good. Well, speaking of you know speaking of all these animes, kind of usually what we do with guests that we have on the first time is we kind of want their origin story of how they got into anime and and when and what are their favorites and where they you know where they currently land on some of the stuff that are out today. So mm-hmm. kind of what's your what got you into anime? Um, what are your favorites? Please dive Yeah, in. Um, I got into anime through Vampire Hunter D. Um, so Vampire Hunter D saw it on the sci-fi channel like in the early 90s. And I had no clue what the hell this was. Mm. I, like, I know, like young teenager at that point or something. And no frame of reference. Like this is a cartoon, but like, the the story is amazing and, and it's right. bloody and you know there might be some boobs in it um like th- these are <laughs> things that aren't in cartoons and and the spoiler alert for like a 30 year old anime that the hero doesn't get the girl like what the hell is this um <laughs> like i couldn't fathom what this was so i went to aol um learned it's called japanimation and learned that mm. there's more of it <laughs> um that's what got me into it. And, you know, while there's more anime than you could ever watch on your phone right now, you know, back in the early 90s, that was not the case. So it was very much like hunting out more, finding more, um, and really started doing stuff with anime clubs in, in middle school to, to share this with people, to, to show people what this is and to give other fans a space to come together. But like Vampire Hunter D was what got me into this. Um, in the nineties, like I absolutely loved Ronin Warriors, Samurai Troopers, um, loved Martian Success from Nadesco. Like those were some of my favorite series as a kid. Um, looking 
now, I mean, I, I watch a ton of stuff, um, a ton of weird stuff as well. Like I know the new Bleach is here. I know Chainsaw Man is here. Um, they're they're both incredible. Um, mm-hmm. I am personally very excited for the last season of Golden Kamoi. Um, Golden oh, Kamoi yeah. is pitched as like this award-winning historical anime um, about treasure hunting in, in Hokkaido. In reality, it's a show about a bunch of weirdos running around in the woods. Like it is bizarre and funny and just so so weird um and, and i love it so I'm, I'm thrilled the last season just launched with that um i'm very excited for the new gundam which from mercury um very very interested to see where, where we're going with this um and then the, i love uh, it so far i it, love it so much it's so cool and uh, i know I don't know if, if this is in recording, but we're talking about, about Char a little bit. Um, but it is interesting with Suleta's um, red character design scheme and, and things. Like, I'm curious if there are any more nods and winks coming there. Um, but really, really into it. Like, I loved Iron Blooded Orphans. Um, this is a very different Gundam series, um, but so excited for something new like this. The other. The other thing that I am watching, um, I finally made the commitment during the pandemic to start One Piece. Um, I figured if I don't do it now. You never will. You exactly. never will. You like, never will. Like, you know, the excuse is you don't got time. Like, well, what's the episode what? count? Every every guest that <laughs> I ask, where, where are you at? What's the episode? <laughs> so I am currently in Dress Rosa. I'm in about 660 right now. Um, so we just got the backstory of King Riku. Um, we learned about uh, Don Flamingo and, and all the, the crap he did in the kingdom. Um, so, and I think we're just getting into, I believe it's going to be Rebecca winning her round of the tournament. Um, so, so dress Rosa right now. Um, but yeah, so I've been, been doing that now for for the past two years and I feel with I feel with one piece you have with one piece you have two choices you can either read it all or you can watch it all you can't do both though like you gotta choose one or the other I chose to read it Mills watched it um I haven't even watched all of it I'm not you haven't even watched all of it I'm not yeah, even as far like... as you are I'm on episode like 210 oh, <laughs> I'm Two ten so lightly too. Like yeah, I've lost two hundred Is that like are you on Skypea? Yeah. They literally probably a couple episodes ago, actually probably more than a couple episodes ago, just met Ace. So oh, okay. I'm okay. I'm super oh, you're I'm, early. Yeah, but it, it, there's so much you're canvas early. at this point. Like, in. yeah, I'm just like, but two. I know that's what I'm saying. That's why I always laugh. I'm like, I'm early two hundred episodes in. Oh my god, when it was two hundred, and because you know, I've grown up watching. I mean, I'm big on Toonami yeah. and all this other stuff like that. Late '90s, all the other stuff. The 200 episodes into Dragon Ball Z, you're oh, yeah. there. It's almost at the end, but yeah. I mean, at least you're you cleared the better part of it. One yeah. Piece, it's still going. It's still going, <laughs> and, and and those episodes are super fun. Like yeah. like there's a clear you know, there's a time skip like midway through, and like everything before the time skip is still like very wild west them having adventures in this world like there's there's a goal they're going towards but like it is still just a lot of 
weirdos in the ocean doing weird stuff. Right. Um, once yeah. you get through the time skip, um, there is a bit more of a focus. Like it, there's a bit more of a an end game we're working toward. Again, I'm in 600. There's over a thousand. Um, but like, there is a bit more of like, I see where we're going here. Uh, but like those, those, uh, pre time skip things are fun. Um, my, my favorite arc remains, um, this is controversial, but I loved, um, <laughs> I don't know if I can say it. There will be I, someone I, who levels with you. There are no worries. There, yeah, there, there's there's going to be somebody. <laughs> I love thriller bark. Thriller bark is my favorite arc of, of one piece. Like it, it's, it's just dumb it's dumb scooby-doo shenanigans um you also meet brooke who, who's got the best best uh best moment when he joins the crew um but no, it, it's it's good and i do think so reading was would have probably been the smarter decision because i imagine that you can go faster Really? Oh yeah, I was yeah. I was blowing through. I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm not gonna stop. I'm I'm just gonna keep going. It took yeah. me about a month to get all the way caught up. No, um, no, no. <laughs> it took me about a month. <laughs> it took me about a month to go from chapter one to chapter what is it? Ten sixty or something? Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, when I when I caught up, they weren't at a chapter a thousand yet. We were mm. just about to get there. So um, uh, I'm I'm. So it, it took me about a month yeah. uh, to to fully catch up, though. I was I was reading like a madman. No, no big deal. Yeah. Um. But like I, I mean, I love it. Like it, it was such an amazing decision, and, and you know, sure, come to Anime NYC. It's a great it's a great convention. Um. But seriously, watch One Piece. Read One Piece. <laughs> like if if you haven't started, do it. Um. You can do the entire thing in one month, apparently. Um. But like I. My my goal is like once I get caught up and get week to week with the anime, I do want to read. Like I, I do want to read the manga. Like it is, it's so good. It, it's so so good. Any, we gotta let you go soon. But any, <laughs> listen, what do I, I feel? See, I feel like this is a rhetorical this is a rhetorical question at this point. What do you want people to get out of anime NYC this year? What, like, what do you? F- so I think for for me, it, it's it, it comes back to like I want to make a place that feels like home. Like want to be a space where you have fun. And while yes, there are amazing guests. We've got the creator of Attack and Titan. We've got a actually massive Gundam experience coming to the show. Final Fantasy concert. Um, main cast from Jujutsu Kaisen, all sorts of just incredible stuff, and it's going to be amazing. It's when you're there. My hope is don't just go to the things you know you like. Like make this an opportunity to find something new. Like find your new favorite anime. Pick up a manga you've not seen before. You know, start up a conversation. Oh, there's plenty of that. There's oh, yeah, definitely. Like, there's... <laughs> like it, it's. Anyone in that building, they're there because they love this too. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, this gives you an opportunity to find something new, discover something fun, like fall in love. Like, like that's, that's my hope. Um, but yeah, go, go see the cool stuff too. 
Absolutely. Peter Tataro of Anime NYC, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Um, we'll be at Anime NYC. So hopefully we, we meet definitely you guys will be. there. Hopefully we see if we see you on the floor, we'll I'll just wave as you're maybe like running flop <laughs> sweat on my brow. Yes. Yes, yes. I will I will make sure to wave. Um we got more of the lookout coming after this. Uh but thank you. And yeah, we'll be right back. Thank you. Well, that was fun. That was great. That was that was great, man. I, I enjoy I man, I enjoyed myself with that one. Listen, man, he's a he is a, it's like you said earlier, you know, anime NYC run by people who love anime, and you can definitely tell that this isn't some I mean it is, but it's all about one thing that I'm a super proponent of, and it's community. It's about finding your tribe, exactly it's about finding your people. And for those two, three days in November, November eighteenth through twentieth. You can find a tribe. You can find these cosplayers. People who enjoy manga. People who enjoy Gundam. People who enjoy figures. People who enjoy things. And then you can also go up and, like Jamal, try to press the creator of Attack on Titan. <laughs> Listen, I just got a couple questions. I just need to know if I can ask them. That's you it. don't even I... speak English, bro. Hopefully. I think so. He might not speak English. Whoever it is, we gonna find a way to communicate. We gonna find a way. I'll point to the panels myself. Like, what is this? I need All to right. know. I need to All know. All right. Well, listen. That was a great interview. This was Amazing. a great episode. Um, you can follow us at the Lookout on RNC Radio to listen to all podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, everything. You can follow us on Twitter at the Lookout RNC. It's been a great episode. We will be back next week with another guest. Who knows? Maybe not. Or maybe we have a lot more to talk about. Um, go watch Chainsaw Man. Episode 2 is really, really good. Go watch and, uh, Gundam. Episode Richard Murky, which I'll start. Which I'll start. I, I, I got to make time for it. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. You need to send All me, right. the, send me I'll the send video. You a, I'll send you a picture of me with my thumbs up watching it. Um, and yeah, just enjoy everything that's going on. This is a great fall for anime. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you.